We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. This episode of Wayfinding Growth is brought to you by Sprocket Talk. If you're ready to take your HubSpot experience to a whole new level, you need to join Sprocket Talk as a free VIP member. That's right, free. Tutorials, courses, training, HubSpot updates, and so much more. Head to sprockettalk.com slash WG to join the movement and get an exclusive Wayfinding Growth deal. Welcome to the show. I'm Remington Begg. And I'm Dan Moyle, and uh, we're glad you're here today listening or watching because we're diving deep. We are pulling back the curtain. We are looking way inside impulse for some lessons on growth. Uh, yeah. and, to, and today, <laughs> we're, st- I'm, we're we're both laughing because like this is really good. We just finished the discussion. Now we're doing the intro, so it's backward for you, those of you listening. Um, but just it was man, it was good. Uh, so today we're starting off uh, with the opposite of growth. In past episodes, we've touched on something that Remington you call the chrysalis effect. Mm-hmm. which which intrigued me. So today we're unpacking exactly what that is. Uh, what do you think is something you hope listeners and viewers get out of today's episode? Did anything surprise you about this? Um, surprising, no. I mean, I live this every day. Um, but one of the things that is, so there's a fun story um, that we have in it about how time, like how scenarios just repeat in some cases and you have to learn your lessons and how you deal with them. Um, you have to call things for what they are, uh, as well, but, but more so, and especially like a call to entrepreneurs, there is, um, I've been doing this a long time, I think, uh, 12 years, you're going to skin your knees or, you know, or get bruises, um, along the way of entrepreneurship. If you don't, you're not doing it right. Um, and you just need to own that and understand that. And you have to find the happy medium between personal connection and professional momentum. Great lessons, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to have people dive into this with us. So uh, I'm going to shut up and, and go for it. Here it is. Season two, episode 17. Let's set that course for growth. Welcome back to the show. And Remington, man, thanks for making time for this, uh, yeah. for your therapy session. <laughs> So on past episodes, uh, Remington, you've mentioned something called the chrysalis effect, and I've been wanting to unpack that for some time. Um, so we're going to get into that today, but let's start with some yeah. some basic, maybe elementary or high school education here, because I had to go look this up. I'm like, what exactly is that? So the scientific de- definition of chrysalis is a dormant insect pupa, pupa uh, especially of a butterfly or a moth, so the harder hard outer case in enclosing a chrysalis like a mm-hmm. uh, a cocoon right a transitional mm-hmm. state which is the yep. thing that made me go oh transitional state okay so mm-hmm. right so now that we have that i mean what's it what's it mean at impulse creative when you talk about the chrysalis effect what was that what happened like yeah go ahead <laughs> so um so we had a really aggressive growth track. In fact, I was just reading um, on HubSpot.com our case study this morning, um, un- completely unrelated to this podcast, just like looking at links that are driving traffic and found that and, and came across it. And it was uh, 6x growth, revenue growth in um, two years, which sounds exciting for anyone who doesn't do it. 
enough. Um, once, once you like six X growth is, is really unco- uncontrollable in a lot of cases, especially when you're talking about like an entrepreneur and a startup. So like most things that people go to is, um, is wow, six times more money I'm making, right? Which isn't the case because it's six, it's really six times more mistakes and six times more, um, pieces of road rash. And, you know, like there's a lot that goes along with that. And I think what's awesome is like, we've heard from a lot of entrepreneurs this season that are talking about the bumps and the bruises. And of course the peaks and the valleys, however you want to bring them across. But, um, we grew really fast. We'd never grown that fast before. And it was one of those things that you have to get into a reactive state. So hiring people to fill, a need that's immediate is not really a healthy position to be in. You got to be able to project that. Mm. Um, it was a great lesson plan <laughs> that brought me to today. But in it, we, we thought we were just hot shit. We thought we were just absolutely killing it when we were in it. We're like, wow, look at us. We're amazing. Um, I think we got a little big on our britches and I say we, I mean, um, me personally as a, as a owner. Um, but also the team at the time. So, you know, we had, we had, uh, core principles. They weren't core values, but it was like employee principles and that kind of thing. And, um, and so over a period of, so that was 2012 to 2014. So 20, 2012 to 2014 was that hard growth. Um, 2014 to 2015, what it slowed a little bit, but we did that on purpose. Um, and at the, I believe it was the end of 2015. Sounds about right. At the end of 2015, um, we had a whole like crash and burn. We'll just kind of put it that way. Um, and it was a very down, um, very downside of the business. We, we put people in place. Um, and it's funny that we're talking about this today, um, since we had an all hands yesterday, which I'll unpack mm-hmm. in a little bit, but we put, um, people in place that, um, fit for a role and, um, and we didn't have people actually being clear and honest with their communication. Um, and so as we were growing fast, we were bringing on team fast we were really focusing on outputs and not how people felt. And so like, as we got to that point, and I'm going to get back to the chrysalis effect in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, when we crashed and burned, it was, it was because one person um, left unexpectedly that I had put into leadership, um, went on vacation and never returned. Well, and then um, on vacation and never returned. Yeah, literally went like, on, went on like a two week vacation. Um, it was right around, I think it was August. Um, it was right before school started and, um, yeah, never returned. No words like legit. We almost called the police cause we thought that they, they died. Yeah. Um, wow. come to find out they decided they wanted to go to another, uh, another agency. Hmm. So when that happened, that obviously wasn't very comfortable. And it was also, um, a few weeks after we announced my son was being, um, that my son was coming, that my wife was pregnant, um, to the team. Uh, so it was a pivotal moment internally for me because priorities begin to shift mm. and it was a very interesting time frame for who we put in leadership to, we'll just say flake out. Um, 
And so with that, with that whole situation, um, it obviously caused a whole bunch of turmoil. And as that turmoil happened, you know, have you ever heard the term where there's smoke, there's fire? Mm, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I heard that way too many times um, because, you know, you've got brand new team members um, on the retainer team or the inbound team at the time. Um, you have a, a person in leadership who was the oldest person on the team um, in regards to the inbound team. And then um, clients who have had a lot of change in the, in the previous months, suddenly not having that human who we assured them would be a part of the, uh, the process. So, so once that all shifted, then um, an interesting thing started to happen. There were internal alliances that I was unaware of that caused um, one person, another person to leave who was another key employee at the time. Um, And they were incentivized. They were essentially poached um, after a conversation I had. We'll get into that. Um, But they were also incentivized to bring people with them. And so it resulted in, um, it resulted in about um, within a month and a half period, uh, we lost one, two, three, four. So we were a team of, I think we were a team of 10. No, we were a team of eight at the time, minus the director leaving. So originally nine. Hmm. Team of eight, there was left. Two of those people being Rachel and I, and five of them left. So that that left essentially one more human. Now, we were in the middle of trying to hire to replace a couple of those roles, but um, it was a a reckoning, essentially, um, Mm -hmm. that we didn't really understand at the time. So... So when we think about that, that process, um, as an owner, there's a lot of ill will that, that, that brews because, you know, we've talked historically about how much I put into people mm-hmm. and, that, and that hasn't changed from the beginning. My mindset has always been that, but, um, it was a, um, it was a very interesting, it was a very interesting, uh, time in my life because for the first time I started to get a little bit more selfish for my family. Cause Rachel and I are like all in on the business. So like you, there was no line there. Um, there was no difference in priorities. There was no, like, it was just impulse was, uh, was and is, um, for the record, my family. And so, um, so all at the same time that's happening personally that we start to have the fallout. And I got super, super negative. So at that time it was, um, I didn't call it the chrysalis effect. Um, it was, it was one of those things that, uh, Rachel and I, so that was like August, August, September. I think that that happened. Um, in December, um, we had, we had conversations in October of that year. Um, Rachel and I that like, like, can we make it to the end of the year? Um, we had not used credit at all, um, to build the company. And, um, and so it was a, like we hadn't used, um, when I say credit, we hadn't borrowed money in order to have the company. Uh, but because of the fallout of all of the employees or a majority of the employees, um, and shout out to Ryan, um, cause Ryan was one of the employees that, uh, stayed rooted and helped through the, uh, helped through the stormy weather. Hmm. Um, he, um, he was pivotal because he, he was new at the time. I want to say he'd only been with us probably like it was under a year when this all happened. Um, he stepped in and stepped up and really kind of helped pull us out of that because he, he went from being a new guy, 
on the inbound team to essentially helping cover for the accounts that stayed. Um, so we looked at that 6x growth and then we essentially had this reset that was unintentional <laughs> that yeah. happened. And so as we start to think about that as a company, like there's, there's things that, um, you try to have, um, and you know, you start to get a lot of people and the, the, one of the only things that saved me, and this is why I'm really passionate about Tetra. One of the only things that saved us was we had done exercises the previous six months with everyone on the team about documenting anything that was more than three steps Mm. because, um, we were getting to the size where I wasn't involved in all the development or all the design or all the implementation. Um, and there were ways that the team had agreed that it was going to be done. Um, and we didn't know, um, I didn't know exactly how things were promised. We'll just put it that way. Mm. I'd sell it. It would be given. And then we wouldn't know much past that. And so Tetra really saved us from an operational standpoint because you get busy and then you're like, shit, how do I do this? Man, I'm cursing on this one. Um, (laughs) so, so like when you start to think about, when you start to think about that, that was really one of the saving graces in this thread that really, um, helped us thread the needle as we go. But Rachel and I said at, um, it was in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, which we didn't take any time off. Um, we actually let the team who was there take time off. Um, but we didn't because that was just time we had to like focus on resetting and relaying the foundation. Um, and we said that like, we will never do this ever again. And it was just one of those things like we, we won't do this. And it wasn't like we won't do the agency. It was like, we're, we're not sure how we survived this in the first place, (laughs) but now we're getting through it. We've borrowed some money. We're never going to put ourselves in this position because it about crippled us personally and professionally, um, from savings and everything. Right. Um, and so, so that, that taught us a big lesson on running lean, um, being more intentional about hires for sure. But, um, it took me about a year and a half, a year and a half, almost two years to, um, really have a mindset shift because you don't see the forest of the trees or you don't see like the scenery when you're down in a hole. Um, and so it was one of those things that I was ultra spiteful. Um, I still don't talk to a few of those members. Um, many of those team members have even come back and offered uh, or asked to get hired again in retrospect. Um, but character is one of the things that we hire for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so as we, um, as we look back on it, now that I'm not in the hole, um, I'm actually very thankful that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why it's a chrysalis effect. We were that caterpillar climbing up the, uh, up the, you know, up the plant. And then we had that chrysalis effect, which we literally, you know, chrysalis, anyone pays attention to butterflies <clears throat> or moths, uh, but butterflies, I like the idea of better, right. Okay. But that caterpillar comes out there and, um, builds the, the chrysalis and coming out of the chrysalis, they are a butterfly and like, literally they can be free. So, so I went from looking at that as, um, the reckoning <laughs> to more of this idea of a chrysalis effect. And in retrospect, it was a major mindset shift for me because um, it's really hard. So I'm always operating on the fact of um, you should trust the people you hire from the moment you hire them 
They shouldn't have to earn your trust. Now they have to keep your trust. Mm. They shouldn't have to earn your trust, right? You're bringing them on your team. You're saying that they're good. Now that doesn't mean that I'm like willy nilly, like with permissions and like you have full access to everything, but like you're, you're hiring people to do a job. Mm. Um, you need to trust that they will. Um, and I'll give an example. Um, we, for those that don't know, managers and admins don't have access to direct messages in Slack. So like if you're having a conversation with another individual in your team, like that's not something that we have, at least in impulse, maybe it's an enterprise setting that I don't know about, but I've never, I've never had the ability to look at uh, personal messages between employees. Um, but it was a couple things. We, we were left with no closure for a lot of, for quite a few months and trying to understand everything that we thought we were building and where it wasn't. Um, and we had this, like, we, we jumped into chats to try and see whether this was, whether this was like, honestly a mistake that happened and people just, people just left or whether it was um, premeditated, we'll say, because it was very, it seemed and could come across very much premeditated. Mm -hmm. And um, so we started looking at a couple of Slack conversations way back when, and that was the only time. And when I say looking at, because we owned the devices and the people left is essentially what it came down to. Yeah. Um, you know, all of our corporate communications and um, we looked at a few and some of it was premeditated. Some of it was happenstance. Some of it was just hungry for opportunity. Um, and it was just one of those things that like looking back, it's very easy to get distasteful. So now fast forward to today or even two years after that, um, if I feel like I have to look in someone's Slack or have to look in someone's email to figure out what they're saying about the company or like, we'll just say unsolicited, right? Um, they shouldn't be on the team. Mm -hmm. um, if they, and I'm going on a limb here, if they feel that their boss is doing that like as big brother, to make sure that they're doing everything. Okay. I think that's as much of a problem. Um, because there's obviously not alignment there, mm -hmm. but it was a, it would, that, that uh, scenario was really hard not to be pulled to do because of the amount of distrust that we had in the concept of hiring mm -hmm. as much as the hiring. And so we went through after that, we hired, um, we hired a bunch of people, um, a lot of those people didn't last very long, whether it was them, it's probably us, um, right? Because <laughs> it was really hard to, to fully trust someone when you have, I call it cellular memory. Like someone would say something, it would remind you of that, that um, emotional issue or that emotional time. So there's a couple of times that it caught me off guard, but it was after about two years and I started looking at this as a chrysalis effect. And, um, it wasn't until I had another agency come to me about the same scenario, um, that essentially it reaffirmed like, Oh, this wasn't a personal attack. And it, for the record, it wasn't the same employees. Mm. It was, it was just the same scenario happening. Mm. Um, we live in a big, small community, <laughs> Right. And, right. um, and they knew about, they knew about the issues that I ran into and it was really much more of a, how did you survive? Cause I don't think I can do this any longer. Um, and as I started explaining it, it's very much like these podcast episodes. Um, as I started explaining it, I started to realize that like, wow, we've come a really long way since then. Now granted this is two years later. It's not like two months. Right. Um, 
And so, so yeah, so that was the, the big, the big swing. And so since then we went from, let's say four or five, uh, employees to, um, to where we just hired our second person this month. So we'll be at 16, uh, total employees. Mm -hmm. And I'm really proud that, you know, um, like Dan, you're, you're actually the, other than these two, you're the earliest, you're no longer noob. Right. Um, (laughs) but the, uh, but you know, from the rest of the group, uh, everyone's, uh, greater than two years hired. And I, I'm knocking on head right now, uh, because <laughs> every time there's been other instances where I've had podcast episodes and I've said something and then I'm like, what an idiot. He said that. And then, um, shit fell through, but, right. um, but yeah, so it's been a journey. Um, we're now at, it's just about five years since that happened. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's definitely a chrysalis effect. It's a pretty butterfly right now. We still, it's still work to fly, but it's a pretty butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually really, really thankful that it happened now looking back at what we've done, how much more intentional we've been, um, and the, uh, the team that we put together. Mm-hmm. And for the record, moths can be absolutely gorgeous too, right? So, um, there you go. Right. So, so there's a lot to unpack here. I, I want to go back to one. <laughs> I'm going to go back to one thing though, because I think, I feel like anybody listening that like that agency that came to you and was going through it or somebody has recently gone through it or whatever mm-hmm. it is, right. It has to feel incredibly isolating. I would, I would venture to mm-hmm. say. So yep. go back to that, to that month that it all mm-hmm. happened, whether it was the, f- the first time you realized it was going or the, like a week later when more were leaving, yep. what did you feel? Like mm-hmm. how, how does that feel as the owner? Yeah. So, um, Rachel, my wife, has only heard me raise my voice. I don't even think that it's a full hand, you know, that many times. So like less than five for those of you that aren't on video. Um, she, she has never heard me talk about or two things like I did coming out of that the following day. Um, it was also one of those things that like a newly appointed position is a whole heck of a lot of trust. Right. And, um, and it was, it was one of those things where we're building a family. Oh, and that person, by the way, also was planning a baby shower for Rachel. Like this is how close it was. That just gets awkward. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so like, that's just how close we feel about everything. And Rachel, I think took longer to recover than I did in regards to the trust because, um, since then, she's also been remote and taking care of our son Carter where I get to see everybody every day. Right. Um, and so there was a little bit of difference there, but the feeling, um, the feeling felt a lot like you were cheated on, um, by a husband or a wife, um, or a long-term boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, because it was, it was the mixture of deceit and, um, betrayal. Um, and it sounds like I'm, I'm not even trying to polarize this, but like it legit felt that way to us. Now, does it feel that way to people who don't put as much into their people as I, as I do? Maybe. Um, but it, it felt that it was that bad. Um, but what was crazy is we couldn't just, um, close ourselves in a room and deal with it. (laughs) We had to go into triage mode to cover for it because the lifeblood of the company 
is the revenue and the cash flow and the customer experience, mm-hmm. um, which we had just appointed that person to uh, be in charge of. Mm-hmm. So. And it seems to me, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extrapolate this idea here. Yeah. Uh, you talk a lot about family. You just talked just, just now about mm-hmm. it feels like cheating, like infidelity. Mm-hmm. When dealing with other humans, they, they hurt us sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and we hurt them. I mean, I'm certainly am not immune to that. Uh, but even with hurt, we don't stop loving, right? So sure. how, how difficult was that to wrap your head around of like, I mean, it sounds like it took at least a few months, maybe a couple of years before you were like, okay, I can trust again. Like, how do you get to that point? Yeah. So, um, that's self-awareness we keep talking about. Mm. Um, you, so when you have, um, let's just put it this way. When you have hate, when you're consumed by hate, you can't love. Mm. Um, I think it goes the same way. If, if you have distrust, you can't trust. And, um, and it's been, you know, the, the good, I think this is a positive difference about professional versus personal relationships. You can 100% shut someone out. Um, that individual is blocked on every device that I have and own. They can't communicate me. I don't see it. And it's one of those things that it's not, um, it's not because I was like, Oh, you're blocked. It's a, I have to focus my love in areas that are beneficial to me and my family and me and my family is is in regarding these uh, team as well. Hmm. Um, And it was just one of those things like I, I can't, have that noise in my life. Um, so that's a positive thing on a business side where you don't necessarily, and you can't necessarily, uh, do, but, um, but that's, that's one of those things that I think is ultra important. If that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, you mentioned something else too, that caught my attention. You said it might've been, they left because they were hungry for opportunity. Mm -hmm. I I wrote that down. Um, Mm -hmm. so looking back, it, it, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back a minute here. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've personally have been through a divorce and it was very mm-hmm. difficult and, and I went through some counseling for it. And I remember hearing that there are always two parts to it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you could have a 1% ownership in it. The other person mm-hmm. has 99%, but own that mm-hmm. 1% and figure it out. Yep. So same thing here, right? Looking back on mm-hmm. that, it, when you said hungry for opportunity, have mm-hmm. you looked at it now and said, okay, I have to make sure that that doesn't happen. So like, could you have stopped it in a way? And what have you done now to kind of make sure that like that doesn't happen? Great question. So, um, so there's two sides to that one is, um, you know, I talk about all the time. Can I work with this person for the rest of my life? The other side is not making them tie the knot for the rest of the life, understanding that you want this to be a destination for them, not a step. But it's okay if it isn't. So that's one side. Like mm-hmm. I, when I first started thinking about like, I'm in this for the long haul for everyone, it was like, you have orange blood. Um, you're, we're going to live and die impulse together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you were, you're works. the owner. Well, right. Um, that works for an entrepreneur. Yeah. It works for entrepreneurial related people. Um, if you have the right people, who are aligned with your values, then I think it absolutely works. Um, side note, we didn't have core values back then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 
And I think that that's the big thing, but one of my biggest lessons, so like the ownership that I had in it and, and I have, um, I have eight different examples of this. So I'll just, I'll just use two <laughs> is, um, people can be really good at something that does not make them really good at something else. Mm. And so, um, it doesn't matter how much they want it because you could have someone who comes in and is an amazing doer and they aren't an amazing manager. Mm-hmm. They might not know that they aren't amazing, aren't an amazing manager, but as a, as a boss, it's your job to coach in certain directions. Um, so that's, that's one big piece. The other piece is um, looking back, we appointed someone to a position rather than asking them whether they wanted it. Mm, interesting. They didn't say no, but they didn't say yes. They, I mean, they took the job, right? But how much of that done, was done out of survival or out of, I want a raise or out of whatever those pieces were. Um, you know, there's, there's just a couple different pieces of dynamic there that, um, you can take someone who is really good at doing, put them into a situation that they even nod their head and say, yes, it's okay. Um, like, oh yeah, I want that. They could want it, but they just couldn't be capable of it. And and that comes from traction. The book traction gets it, wants it and capable of it. They can get it and they can want it, but if they're not capable of it, it's a fail. Mm-hmm. They can want it and they can be capable of it and they can not get it. And it's a fail, right? So there's just, they need all three of those, um, three of those legs to stand on. Mm-hmm. And so, so that was a big, um, that was actually one of the biggest takeaways when I read traction was right after that happened. Um, around like gets it once they're capable of it. It's, I should practically get a tattoo of that. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's just a, that's just one of those things that, um, really stuck with me. But we appointed someone to a position and it was celebrated. Like we, we celebrated the employee celebrated it. They are like, I am this. Um, and it was, um, and it failed like two months later. Hmm. So interesting. Uh, it sounds to me too, like our struggles become our mission. Hmm. I wrote that down a little bit and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a faith guy. So like for me, it's our, our, that's truly what it means to me, but also just in the secular world, like the struggles we go through become the things that we help others with. And that mm-hmm. sounds like it's been a lesson for you. So that's pretty good. I like yeah. that. Um, so let's go, uh, you, you put a pin in the idea of poaching employees. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to that. Unpack that for me. Yep. So, um, we're really good at training people. We do things at impulse creative that people haven't thought about yet. Hmm. And so the people on the team, the way we think, how we investigate, how we solve, how we teach, how we learn, um, I believe is pretty unique. Um, you can learn a lot of those same things at other companies. I'm sure they all say a very similar point of view. Um, but the inbound marketing space uh, or agency space is incredibly saturated by agencies. There are companies who are um, who have core values and there are companies that live core values, mm. right? Yes. And, um, and, and so there's, there, I've always been very, um, giving in the community. Um, and if you looked at my activity of my givingness, um, there was a, there was a lull for two years. Um, 
partially because I was busy trying to survive. And the other side of me was um, because I didn't want to share anything outside of the org. Mm -hmm. um, in this example, the um, before the poaching happened, um, I actually talked with the CEO of that company um, because he asked me how I structured my team. Um, and then shortly after, hmm. all of a sudden my team is leaving. Mm -hmm. So um, coincidence, maybe. I don't know that he was the one that, that signed the check, but I don't do many coincidences in business anymore. Right. Um, but when we think of, when we think of poaching, I think of, you know, you're in a community, it's a big, small community, um, you know, like a, around Cape Coral and Fort Myers here, it's a big, small town. Um, but it's the same thing. Like in, and, uh, it's funny. We did, we just did an episode. Um, can't wait for to share with everyone about reputation. Right. I mean, I think that it's one of those things like, sure, you could totally like, um, put that badge of honor that you steal people. Um, it also says the kind of person you are, or the kind of company you are. Um, but I, I was spiteful about it. I don't like it for the record. I was spiteful about it, but it's also a very, um, it's, it's a saturated market with agencies who are in hashtag growth mode, who are lazy and don't want to bring, you know, bring people up and, um, and navigate their own learning curves or nurture their own people. And the shortcut is to take someone. Um, for us, we were in, you know, in Cape Coral, the cost of living is significantly lower than, well, at the time, um, New York or Pennsylvania or California. And so we could afford, and our, for the record, our employees could afford to have a lower salary than other areas in the nation. Um, the pivot as we started going remote, we realized that, okay, like we need to adjust things, but it's all part of a growth thing. Mm -hmm. Um, intentionally going after someone's, um, people, uh, I think is unethical. Um, I think that if you're going to contribute and be a part of a group, um, where you discuss how to do things that that should make people off limits, at least that's my belief. Yeah. Um, now, if you have people who leave another company and come to yours, which we've had recently, um, what are you doing to have conversations with those individuals um, to ensure that they're not jumping ship for a reason that you can't replicate? Mm -hmm. Right. And so we have mm -hmm. a couple new hires. And one of the questions was, how do I make the same situation not happen for you at this new destination? And if the answer is, well, communicate better, I will usually come back and be like, have you communicated? <laughs> right. Great, great question. But, but it's one of those things that like, I want to make sure that this is again, family, like I'm letting you into my family. Like how, how does that stuff come across? Um, and I will never reach out to someone else's employee. I don't care how much I love or hate them and say, Hey, I think you should come over and work in impulse creative. I think how we're building the company and how we're doing it right now and the intentionality we have behind it, we are going to attract that automatically. Um, I don't think it is, uh, ethical and I don't think it's wise to steal because those people are going to jump ship the, in the exact same way for you that they are anyone else. And it's funny, none of those people who left me are working at that agency. Hmm. In a lot of cases, they've jumped two and three times since wow. then. So, so again, like 
glad they're not with you because they would have left yeah. it anyway. I mean, it seems right. like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so thankful that that's not something yeah. I have to worry about. And and I think it's not funny totally. because, <laughs> right? It's funny because you you kind of go back to the the infidelity side of it, mm-hmm. like you, like to to make it completely personal and and maybe a little stereotypical, but uh, a relationship built on infidelity, the two people left other relationships to come and cheat and whatever, sure. like that doesn't last. Sure, it just doesn't. Or or at the very least, both sides will always be thinking about that same infidelity happening to them. Right. Right. So, so yeah. it's poisoned from the start. So yeah. I think it's the same thing. I think it's the same thing from a, a company point of view. Um, so, so yeah, so that's, uh, that was the chrysalis, but like the lessons were having standard operating procedures, hmm. having core values, focusing on people, making sure you're transparent about situations. Like one of, one of the employees that left as part of the blowback was like, Hey, um, you seem like you're unraveling. Um, and I don't know what the future of impulse looks like. I have to go. Hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't know if this is going to work either, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, but, um, but at the same time, um, you know, if you have a well, put together core value structure and a well put together team, those people, and if you have the vulnerability for the record, and I may not have as much as I do now to like share with the team, those people that know you're suffering, like I talked about in our all hands, if you're silently suffering, that's your fault. It's your fault. Right. Um, If as an owner, there are issues with the company that you're not going to tell everyone, like it's a responsibility to share that transparency and everything. Um, So so transparency, vulnerability, um, just general understanding. It's everyone's future, right? Everyone, we have 16 people plus their significant others and their kids and family if they have them, you know, relying on the company being healthy tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's a lot of conversation that has to happen um, in order to make that happen. And that's a two-sided street because there's got to be trust on the employee side that we're going to have that direction. There's also got to be trust on the employer side um, that everyone's going to hang out and stay. Yep. Man, lots of lessons. Thanks for unpacking mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. Very, very interesting. I hope, I hope <laughs> the listeners and viewers get a little out of it. Cause it, I mean, it's a lot, you know? So, so I've got one more thing to add. So it's yeah. funny. Um, so right before that happened, we, um, the chrysalis effect, the event, um, I feel like this is like Avengers before New York. Happened. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, it legit feels that way. Um, so that we were in the middle of buying a house. We just announced that we were having a baby and we, um, we gave this person a promotion, um, a director level promotion. Um, all within, yeah, it had to be two, three months. And so, it's been an interesting two or three months for me fast forward to now mm-hmm. because um, I have another baby coming. Um, I have, uh, I have just purchased a new house. <laughs> in fact, today is our first showing at the one that we live in. Uh-huh. And, um, and we just um, announced internally a new director of inbound. And so when you think about cellular memory, it's really important to check yourself before you wreck yourself mm-hmm. because um, I have been struggling over the past, uh, the past few, well, let's say a couple of months 
Um, I'm actually, I've come to terms with it and I've, I've identified it over the past probably three weeks, but um, it's a interesting, it's an interesting thing when all of a sudden, you know, you might have that cellular memory that makes you, reminds you of a situation, but when all of a sudden you see this cycle of things happen. Oh, and I forgot one. And we moved our office six months prior. So like, Oh, we moved our office. Like, so legit for those that you that aren't following Wayfinding Growth, all of the scenario items that have happened minus the people, which are the reason that this isn't going to happen again. Mm -hmm. All of those things are happening in my personal life all right now. And so it's a, it's an interesting uh, experience because it's like, on one side, there's a part of you that's like, okay, so this is a test. All the shit that you put together, <laughs> is right. it gonna, you know, is it gonna be fine? And it will, 100%. But it's just an interesting um, thing we have to remind ourselves sometimes. Rachel and I, like, hey, this feels and smells a lot like it's the same, but it also smells like roses. So um, we got to keep yeah. this thing. So it comes back to uh, open, honest communication and yeah. just na- naming it, bringing it into the yep. light, and saying. Here's what it feels like, but we yeah. know this to be true. Yeah. Fact so. or fiction, a hundred percent. Like I, and I've been saying that a lot internally, fact or fiction. Is this actually fact or is this a story? Mm-hmm. And um, you start to go, yeah, actually like that passive aggressive remark might have nothing to do with what I said whatsoever, <laughs> you know? So, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Excellent. All right. Hey the man, that was perfect. That was, that was good. Uh, listeners want to connect with Remington and ask him any questions about that. Uh, you know where to find them. So yeah. for the record, I will not share any details of any names or any agencies whatsoever. Um, if you have questions about how to deal with it or what to do and that kind of thing, I will be more than happy to have a conversation in a direct message. Hit me up on Twitter. Yeah. I can attest to that. I'm, I'm wildly curious and just like, I just want, but you know what? I don't even ask because I know that, like, I know your integrity is there that you don't, you don't need to. Nope. So yeah. Stories, story works. I can, yep. and you can't make this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Truth is stranger than fiction. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. awesome. Very good. Hey, that's the episode. We'll see you for the next one. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, post it, tweet it, gram it, email a friend, give the gift of knowledge to someone, you know, that could benefit from it. And if you really loved it, please consider leaving a rating and written review on your podcast player of choice. And as always, go to wayfindinggrowth.com for resources and past episodes. Remember, we're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Thank you for listening to Wayfinding Growth. All right. Awesome. So, here we go. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> 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 like, what am I doing? All right. <laughs>